When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, I'm Craig and welcome to another episode of Football Kit Memories. Today I meet comedian, podcaster and a very good friend of mine, Irai. Irai and I have worked together for a long time, but I've always been interested to talk to him in depth about the many successful social media side projects he runs. We talk about his comedy memes, his retro film podcast, and the different ways he's found success across the various platforms. During the show, I asked Irai to pick out three of his favourite football shirts and tell me a little bit about what they mean to him. There's a turkey shirt from a special match at Wembley, the famous third place winning shirt from the 2002 World Cup, and a commemorative West Ham shirt last worn at the bowling ground. You can listen to this and other episodes of Football Kit Memories on all major audio platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please do remember to like, subscribe, share, and above all, enjoy the podcast. Okay, so today on the podcast, I'm joined by a comedian and fellow podcaster and very good friend of mine, it's Irai. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> Mate, I'm, I'm really glad we finally arranged this. It's been desperate time. Oh, I know. I know. It's been a while, but I'm glad we finally got to go into it. Lovely stuff, mate. Lovely stuff. So um, do you want to give us a bit of background on you? Tell us a bit about what you do. Yeah, of course. So uh, as, as you mentioned in the uh, lovely intro, my name is Eri. Uh, so I'm a, a bit of an online comedian uh, where I make kind of comedy sketches across kind of different social media platforms. Um, I've been doing that for about two years now and um it's just a passion point of mine it started off as a hobby and it just sort of I started getting recognition for it and it started growing and um it just kind of grew from there so now it's kind of on Instagram Facebook and now TikTok which I'm seeing the most growth on um so I've been doing that well I'd say before it was my spare time but now it's pretty much almost my whole time because of uh the current events of the world yeah. um as well as kind of making the comedy sketches and the videos uh, i also do a film podcast that i do weekly with a friend of mine just kind of re-reviewing well originally it was reviewing new films however there isn't many to review so <laughs> we've been looking back <laughs> exactly so i think Tenet was the only the crown on netflix exactly. <laughs> episode 17 of season two <laughs> it was a corker um but that would be them so we kind of like made a decision early on in beginning of 2020 when it all kind of locked down was like well let's just go back to 80s and 90s movies because that's that's our kind of niche that's our forte that's what we love and we just found ourselves just like 
getting into it and just doing it every week or month and you know kind of getting really getting into talking about these kind of classic like predator or even you know dark knight rises trilogy just films that we love um and essentially it's just two guys chatting about films i really enjoy that one mate so that's the sultans of charisma that's called right it is indeed thank you yes thank you for the name check um yeah and sultans of charisma don't worry there he goes there he go you're professional so what about the comedy stuff what what are they called (laughs) So, so yeah, yeah. So my comedy profile is R.I. Bay. So it's R.I.E.R.E.Y. and then B.E.Y.I. Um, right. So the name came out of it. Basically, Bay in Turkish is Mr. Oh, it's quite okay. interesting because, yeah, there you go. A little nugget for you. But then oh. when I was registering it, it was going to be R.I. Bay. But then when I went to register it on Facebook, there was somebody already with that name. Oh. So I thought, well, let's just add an extra letter on the name. Don't matter. Oh, Still okay. sounds the same. That, 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 that was literally how it kind of happened. But um. The whole kind of thing came about because basically about five, six years ago, I set up a meme page. This is right as meme culture kind of exploded onto the scene. Yeah. Um, and it was, what happened was I was making memes and sending them to mates. And it was kind of like themed around Turkish humor and kind of Turkish comedy. Right. And then I noticed that everyone was getting, I was getting a few laughs. I thought, well, you know what, let me just put this on Facebook and see what happens. And it just started building and like the audience just kept growing and growing and growing. It got into like the hundreds. I was like, okay, I want to say here. Then it got into the yeah. thousands. And then, you know, currently as it stands, it's on 39,000 followers on Facebook. Yeah, exactly. And I launched the, the, the Instagram quite late, but that's coming on 12,000 followers. Right. And it kind of, and I think it, it evolved more into kind of just sharing funny videos and, you know, sketches that I see online. And yeah. then I had kind of content creators emailing me, like messaging me saying, can you share my video, share my video. And I thought, oh, this is quite interesting. Like, and I was like, I just thought, I got loads of ideas. Yeah. And I've always been a bit like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I've always been like a faceless person with the, the meme page. It's always been like, I just put a meme out there. It's not me. See what happens. And I thought, well, do you know what? Let's just give it a go. Let's just do a sketch and put it out there and see what happens. So I did a sketch. And it's basically types of people you find at a Turkish wedding, types of dancers you find at a Turkish wedding. Right, right. Stuck it up there. A week later, it was 170,000 views. Wow. And I was like, I think I'm onto something here. And then yeah. it was someone that uh, at the time that I worked with a client who was Indian. He actually messaged me, he tagged me in it and went, all right, this is you. Like, <laughs> what? Because I didn't even share it, share it on my own profile. I just kind of put it out there and I wanted to see how far it would go. Um, yeah, and it yeah. just, it went, but I thought, well, I'm onto something here. Right. Let me just give it a shot. Just set up a profile, comedy profile. Yeah set with my name and just go for it. So I've had all these ideas for sketches. I've always made ideas in my notes section of my iPhone for years. So I was like, let's just put this all out there. Did the next one. And that was like a few thousand views. I was like, okay, this is, this is growing now. This is like, so I've built a content sharing platform for me. And then I've got my comedy thing. So I can make the sketches and then share it out on that platform. So it's almost like a full service kind of thing. And then, so obviously the sketches, it started off with a Turkish twist to it to kind of for that audience. But then I kind of just wanted to evolve it more and broaden the horizons of it. So right. Bay has become just almost, you know, a comedy page that it deals with all types of humor where it's talking about parents with kids. It's, you know, I've even done a bit of football banter as well. Hasn't yeah. been received as well, but, you know, I still, I still keep banging <laughs> on about it. Still okay, keep trying, mate. Change. Yeah, yeah. Nice to segue back into the, uh, the podcast, mate. But yeah, so, yeah. but I've done a, yeah, a few football ones as well. But um, yeah, and it's, 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 it's fascinating. I just love like kind of delving into it and how different platforms are different, how they, you know, the audience reacts differently. And yeah, what, and you see when you get that little buzz of something game, like the, the, the likes and views clocking up, it's just like, oh my God, like it's received well. Because you're, 
you're essentially putting your heart out this is an idea that's come from your head definitely you, you you, in your head, it's that you think it's funny and you're bearing your soul out there. It's your yeah. art, essentially. And it's like, I hope it does well. And you see it doing well and it's it's, it's great. Obviously, there, you know, there are, again, you've got to get thick skin because sometimes you put stuff out there and it just bombs. And you're Have like, you oh, trolled, do you know what? I, I, I was, I've, been, I've got to say I'm quite lucky that I haven't been trolled that much. Right. I've been trolled once on Facebook by this guy. And it was like a case of every video I put up, he'd put this meat, like a gif of a guy just rolling his eyes. So my, my way, my, it was like, it was the same gif every time. Okay. But my comeback, my comeback to him was, yeah, I agree with you, mate. This, this guy's rubbish, mate. He, should, he yeah. needs to get, get on with himself. Like, I let you join in with the conversation. And then he'd be like, yeah, 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 it's not funny. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I agree, mate. Someone needs to tell him to get a job, mate. He needs to give up on it. And and I think over time, the guy just kind of just gave anyway, like and accepted, started using smiley emojis and stuff like that, just gave <laughs> into it. Because I was like, that's the only way you can battle them. Because you do get an occasional kind of in your inbox. Um, I had a guy, actually saying, I had a guy on my Facebook page about a couple of months ago. Because on Facebook, you can like um, recommend a page, like give it five stars because you recommend it. Okay. He didn't recommend it because he's, and he put, not funny, don't give up your day job. Right little for him did he know that I didn't have a day job at the time so joke was on him but <laughs> so I then shared it I just shared it on the page and was like guys this guy I can't remember his name I was like he's just said that I should give up so it's happening guys I'm sorry all your likes and comments are no good anymore and then he, he was like oh leave me alone I'm like you're the one writing on my page yeah um, and then he just blocked me but why do so, people take the time to do that I don't understand exactly this is what I don't because it's like if you don't find something funny, just move on. If you don't like yeah. a podcast, you don't listen to it anymore. Why? Scroll on. Exactly. That's my thing. And it's kind of like in the world we're in at the moment, like, and I've had the countless messages from people just going, thanks for that video. That has really brightened up my day. And essentially right. this is, and that's essentially what people have been saying to me. And it, it feels good that, you know, I could, all my comedy I'm putting out there, not, yes, not everyone might not like it, but the people that do like it for them, it just lifts their mood for the day. It's like, it's a bit of medicine because yeah. in the last year and a half, we've had a lot of, bad negative news bad news sad news so if i can give someone a couple of minutes just to giggle or chuckle just yeah. for a couple of minutes mate my job's done i feel like yeah. i'm a happy man i go to bed sleep well at night knowing that someone's found it funny that's nice mate that's, that's the way i look at it yeah so mate out of all of those platforms that you're on and you're using which yeah. is your favorite so uh, I mean, it's weird because it, it does change. So when I first started, it was Facebook because I think because I'd seen so much success with Facebook uh, through my meme page. That, and then when I share my videos on my meme page, that would get like views and it'd go great. As I got into Instagram more, I started moving over to Instagram. I started doing more vertical videos because that was what for the Instagram feed and for right, stories. Right. That's where I kind of and that's where I kind of find myself on the Instagram stories doing like just daily videos just impressions yeah some of them are ropey i look back at them some of them and i'm like wow did i really just put that out there but <laughs> do it let's just do it just verbal diet comedy diarrhea i call just it, it just chuck it out there just chuck it out there because something might stick and that's i'll come on to that actually how i kind of came up with one of my characters literally from instagram stories so right. uh, i basically so again i, I have this kind of character that started off as a turkish mum and mm -hmm. that the whole sketch was around this turkish mum doing funny things but as it evolved, it just became a standard mum. It didn't matter where she was from. It didn't matter about it. It just became like a cockney mum. Yeah. And then what I did was an Instagram Q&A one night as her in character <laughs> with a wig, everything. So literally it was like, Ala babe, you all right? Come and ask. 
I just, I li- well, <laughs> I literally just had a wig to put on. So I'll be sitting there watching TV with the missus and I'll be like, right, let me just dip in the other room. She's like, oh, rolling her eyes. I've just got to put Not a wig on. Right. <laughs> I'm like, hello, babes. Yeah, got a question for me. Like, and I'd answer the question, take the wig off, go back to watching TV. <laughs> but what I found through that is people asking me questions. I was able to almost develop the character even more. Yeah. Because they're asking, like, oh, where are you from? Like, how did you... How did you get your hair looking like that? And I just found comedy nuggets that then went further with different sketches. Yeah. So Instagram was able to kind of almost build out these characters in more detail. Um, but then now TikTok's come along and I've just seen that the, the growth that I'm getting from TikTok is like nothing I've seen before. Um, so I'm currently on 4,000 followers on TikTok. Right. Some of my videos have just gone mental. Like I've had one video that's had uh, half a million views. Holy shit. Another one uh, I did last week has had, I think it's 150,000. I've had wow. one that's on 200,000. I mean, I sound, I'm making it sound greater than it is. I always have some videos that have like 20 views, but, yeah. but, but TikTok is all about that. It nurtures that creativity and it really jumps on creativity. And if something bangs and it, it, it clicks and it hits a chord, it, I think it shows and it, just, it keeps showing it to more people. And it's, I'm still getting views now for videos that I did about three, four months ago. But how do people... Because I, I set up an account right in the summer and I opened yeah. it once and it just blew my mind. And like, we're, we're men of a similar age, right? And I feel like TikTok yeah. is for uh, males and females of a much younger age than us. How have you made a success of it? So I think I think people our age as well, the hesitation to begin with is, oh my God, it's just a bunch of young kids dancing. I'm going to look yeah. like a crap dancing around. Yeah. Um, I have since actually started doing videos of me just dancing around as well. Actually, funny <laughs> enough. I've jumped I've jumped on a bandwagon, mate. I've, I've done it. I've done it. But I do, I, do a, I do a thing. It's just called like just dancing to garage music. It's like just the garage vibe. I call right. it the gun finger salute. Like, so like, I'm just, I'm standing in the kitchen and I pull out, like open the fridge and I just pull out basically my gun fingers and I just start garage vibing. <laughs> Some of them done well, some of them haven't done as well, but right. we'll, move, we'll, we'll keep moving with that one. Yeah. But, um, but I think, yeah, so it's always like you kind of, you got to get, get into a bit more and understand the kind of ins and outs of it. Because once you get there, are some amazing comedians on there that are doing some great stuff. There's chefs that are doing kind of, you know, and it's all confined within that 60 seconds. And it's got to get someone's attention and get them right. in. And But I find people nurture, if people, if people like your video, they actually take active time to comment and want to see you do well. Yeah. So I have all, I always get comments of people going, this video needs more views. Like this video is amazing. Why has it not got more views? Like, whereas I never had that on Instagram. Right. Okay. Or like, so there's a thing called FYP, which is essentially like you've got a screen that you scroll, but it's not who you're following. It's just essentially curated content. Okay. So that's the, that's almost like the main feed. So it's not even people, people that, that you're following, essentially, you've got a separate feed for people you're following. So, right. Most people just scroll through the for you page, and that is where you get served new videos and new new people to kind of see who they are, and, and that's where things just blow up. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So, mate, should we talk about some football shirts? Let's do it. Let's get let's get into it, mate. Let's do it. So, so listen. What the first kind of general question is: What, if anything, do football shirts mean to you? Do you buy them? You're a collector. You're an admirer. I'd say, I, do you know, I, I probably only in the last couple of years I've started getting into them a lot more than I used to. Like, I obviously would buy them every year. Obviously, being a West Ham supporter, I'd buy the old kit every season. Well, I'd always wait till sort of halfway through the season it goes down in sale. Yeah. You know what I mean? Best way. Think, think smart, mate. Think smart. Um, but I kind of, I think, I've probably mixed it with you, mate. I think it's got me uh, buying a few more shirts than I, I should be. <laughs> Even well, just before this. The latest one, aren't I, unfortunately? You are indeed, mate. You are, mate. I, I was so glad because the night before I was looking for that and it was full price, the turkey kit for this year. Yeah. And then literally the night before I was looking, I was like, oh, 60 quid. Oh, that's quite a lot. And then literally M&M Direct, mate. Oof, mate. Never, oh. never. Never pay full price, I say. Never. Never pay full price. But um, but yes, I think for me growing up, it, yeah, it's something that I always had in my house. My older brother, I've got an older brother, so he always had like the latest West Ham kits. And then for me, being a younger brother, I couldn't really afford them. But then my brother would have them. So when he didn't wear them, I'd be putting them on and nice. wearing them almost. I'd be like, you know, the, it's always the second child syndrome, isn't it? You know, just get them yeah. on the hand-me-downs. But um, it's something that I, I, I always loved. And I loved wearing them, especially kind of turkey kits as well, because it's, you know, it's the country, it's it's yeah. the the emblem on the chest and, and and having that piece of almost history that you'd wear with yeah. pride. Yeah. So it's something that I've got into in the last few years a lot more and wearing them out a lot more as well, I'd say. Nice. So, mate, you've, you've, you've picked three shirts today. And the first I one have is indeed, actually, mate. Yeah, and the first one is actually a turkey one. Um, it is. So it's the Turkey, and we had a bit of trouble with this, didn't we? So we did, mate. Turkey, Turkey <laughs> confused us because they seem to have changed their home colours. They, they used to have a white home they shirt did. and then a red away shirt, and then they flipped yeah. that to the Euro 2000, I think. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, up until uh, us chatting about doing this show, I always thought that this, this first kit was the home kit. And now thinking about why were they wearing a home kit in a away game? Yeah, it makes sense now, doesn't it? <laughs> makes but, sense. Yeah, it does does make sense, mate. Thankfully, a, somebody's a, made a handy PDF online and it, it, it sorted the That is out. it. 
Mate. So, <laughs> God bless the internet. Exactly. So <laughs> this is a Turkey 92, 93 away shirt by Adidas. Yep. And how it is indeed. So I think, you know, I think the name of this podcast says it all football kit memories. And this kit, I mean, just brings back very fond memories for me because I was at the game versus England. It was a cold November evening, 1992. um, And it was my first ever like Turkey game or Turkish team game even. And it was a friend's dad had got tickets for me, my brother and his son, who's around the same age. And we'd gone to Wembley. And I I can remember now the walking up to Wembley and the, the, all the, with all the Turkish fans and all the singing and the cheering. And it was this whole new experience to me. Got into the stadium. And again, we lost 4-0. But yeah. the whole experience was that the Turkey fans did not stop cheering and chanting. And it was like we were winning. And I just oh, remember, wow. like, again, I was only I was only sort of 10 or 11, giving away my age there. But um, <laughs> I can remember sort of just, like, looking around. Like, one of my memories is more less about the actual match, but more about the experience and, like, looking around at all the fans yeah. and how... You know, with four nil down, you know, any match that I go to four nil down, I'm at, I'm, I'm gone home. It's like, yeah. you know, what's the point? But everyone was just cheering like we were still winning, and I think it was just the whole camaraderie of we're here, we're playing England. It's a World Cup qualifier match, and England as well. You think about that, that had like Gaza, Ian Wright, Shearer. There were some big players as well. Yeah, yeah. So I, I witnessed that, but I don't remember any of that. All I remember is the the cheering and the, like the, the 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 flags and everyone just talking to each other and. And yeah. It was like everyone was like family, and it was just that experience. It was like this is just like this is a defining moment almost of 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 watching football, and that kit is what is kind of the anchor that brings it all together. That's nice. That's nice. Did they were they kind of like people that travelled? Were they Turkish people in the UK, or were people travelled? It was mainly. I mean, everyone I remember that was there was all yeah from the UK. You probably would get a few that would have come over from Turkey. Um, yeah. But again, being I'm cause I'm actually from North Cyprus, so. Right. But we don't have a team, thanks to international problems. We won't get into that. But <laughs> so Turkey's always the team that podcast. we... That's a whole different podcast. But um, but Turkey's the team that we kind of always grew up supporting. We still support anyway. But um, yeah, yeah and it's, that's, that's the... You know, and it's, this was such a big game. So you had to go to Wembley as well and watch them play. I mean, it was a big thing. So yeah, but most of them were all like London Turks, essentially. So it's like, you remember like, you know, stand there, you're chatting to a mate, you see your cousin, you see this person, oh. you know. And it was It was almost like a social gathering more than an actual football match. Yeah. And that's what kind of like was that that just sparked that moment to me of like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So would you consider yourself then like a, a Turkey fan rather than an England fan, perhaps? Yeah, and I think I guess I am because just because you know, I've been growing up, you know, always like, you know, Turkey, support Turkey. You know, that's their team, you know, blah, blah, blah. But not to say, you know, if England are playing, I will watch that match and, you know, I'll be behind the boys, especially like the the new team coming through the younger guy are doing really well obviously Declan Rice big up the man like Declan yeah um but <laughs> do you know what I mean but Turkey's always that kind of like that's that's my that's my people that's my country you know right. that's let's let's root for them and it's always a thing of I like the underdog and we always tend to be the underdog yeah no mate that's nice man it's good it's good to have so, that like kind of big kind of heritage and connection with something as well I think exactly that's it and I think you know and I remember with that kit uh I really wanted the kit after that match um, and a family member was going to Turkey. So obviously we asked them to get it for us. Yeah. And obviously they did, but they didn't get the, obviously the genuine article. They got the, uh, the Turkish Naughty. replica, genuine yeah. replica. Naughty. You know, just like, just not, not to go near any naked flame. Cause it just, yeah. it will probably incinerate in seconds. You know, like <laughs> I remember like just as a kid still wearing it, but like, I remember it being quite really like hot underneath. Yeah. Being that, that material, that, that really cheap material. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know where that is now. It's probably in the bin somewhere. 
it's a nice shirt, isn't it? It's like nice it and, and simple. So like you've got the Adidas logos kind of centralized. Yeah. You've got red shirt, white band, like hoop white band. banner. Yeah, exactly. And it's got that kind of that faint kind of the lines going down as well. The kind stripes, of nineties. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And um, yeah, it's it's quite simple, but like just, it does what it says on tin kind of kit. Yeah, mate. It's really nice. So coming off the back of a 4-0 loss, we've got a Turkish yeah. shirt for our second shirt that you picked. Mate, indeed, indeed. This is, this is a bit more successful, this shirt. So this, this is, is, mate, this is. This is a 2002 World Cup home by Adidas. This is red as well. <laughs> but it's the home <laughs> so they switched shirt. it. Yeah, they switched <laughs> so it. They switched, switched it by now. Should we, do you know what? Should we describe it before we go into it? So yeah. This, this one, this Adidas, it follows that Euro 2000 template. So you've got the kind of mesh paneling upside. It's like yeah. blood red. You've got a huge kind of turkey flag on the chest as well. It's a really nice shirt, 100%. I think. Yeah, exactly. Quite simple. Again, quite simple. Under, you know, just, again, quite simple design. Three stripes, the emblem, and boom, yeah. red. So, mate, but, what, are your, um, yeah. what are your memories with this one then? This is pretty special. Oh, this, so this one now, now I'm a bit older now. So it's 2002. I'm working at Gap in Bromley. Yeah. This is my part-time <laughs> job. Last year at uni, had the headpiece on. This is this is like, you know, it was like, I think it was like sort of, you know, it was June, it was summertime. And we hadn't been in the World Cup. Turkey hadn't been in the World Cup. I think it was 48 years they hadn't been in the World Cup. Yeah. And this is like the first time. So it's quite a lot of pressures on. And then... The, the biggest singer in Turkey, uh, Tarkan, he's like the basically the Turkish George Michael. He's that big. He's okay. like massive. He recorded a song for it, which was like, almost like a war cry. And it was on the TV, Turkish TV everywhere. Everyone was into it. So I'm younger now. I'm driving him a Vauxhall Vectra, blaring out the song. Um, <laughs> Vectra, bloody hell. Posh. Vectra, mate, yeah. Green, lovely green. Oh. Um, 1.8, mate. Oh, mate. Oh, I can't even remember, mate. It was it was like a, a family friend kind of right, card, if you know right. what I mean. So ask no questions, tell no <laughs> lies. Um, <laughs> but we we came out of the gates with this one, and this was like we played Brazil in the first game. The opening game was against Brazil, and I think we only lost one nil. Two one, I think it was. Or was it two one? Maybe it was the second time we lost one nil because we played them twice. You did. I mean, yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? I think. mean, what are the odds? What are the odds? But yeah. So the first game, I remember a friend of a friend had a shop in Sydney. And it was one of those paraphernalia shops that sold smoking accessories for certain uh, things. But in the back, he had like, this whole lounge area. Right. It was probably just a smoking den for him and his mates. But we went there and it was about 30 of us crammed into this little room, watching that match, cheering, wow. wearing the shirt. I had the shirt as well. Nice. We all cheering, all that sort of stuff. And then every game I made an effort. We was like meeting up with friends. It was always kind of like watching this. Every game we followed, you know, whether it was, I think it was like early in the morning, some of the matches. Yeah, it's in Japan like and Korea, wasn't it? 8 a.m. Yeah, so it's depending yeah. on the time zone. Mm. Um, and then one of the, the, the Senegal game, I remember I was working at Gap and I managed to negotiate an extra long lunch break. And I was like, look, it might go into golden goal. It might go, you know, the 30 minutes <laughs> extra time. I guess, so if it does, I'll just work the extra time when I come back. And they're like, yeah, fine, cool. So literally got on my break, changed into my turkey top, running up Bromley High Street to the walkabout. <laughs> yeah to the walk about, <laughs> to meet my, walk about mate get yeah, classy mate classy establishment yeah so meet my brother and, my, and, a, and a mate and watch the match and watching that match and i remember just watching that and it got to like it got to full time and then you got the gold um munster's got the golden goal right and it just erupted and i just remember like cheering everyone was going mental and then having to go back and sell some gap jumpers for the rest of the day but <laughs> <laughs> it was so a fun experience that, that was the quarterfinals right against senegal that was yeah 
uh, yeah, the quarterfinals of Senegal. Yeah, that was it. And then the uh, semis was you got Brazil, Brazil again. again. Again, what are the odds? Yeah, Brazil again. But Mate, to get that was, far, yeah, like that's like you say, first World Cup since what was it like '54? I think so. Like, yeah, exactly. It's incredible. And that team as well. Like you look at the players in Mate. the team, unbelievable. Yeah, Ilhan yeah, Hakan Shukuru got the fastest goal in the history of the World Cup. Ooh, I remember watching stat. that. It was like, yeah, mate, eleven seconds. Wow! In the uh, in the the playoff for the third place against South Korea. Yeah, it literally. I remember that like, it kicked off, and I hadn't even sat down yet, and it was like, God! Was like, wow! What? Wow! It was mental! It's mental! And it was it was like so obviously South Korea were like the host nation as well, and they were kind they of were like indeed. The, they hadn't they knocked out Italy as well, I think, and they were like yeah, I think they were like an underdog as well that had. Yeah, they were the underdog as well that kind of came through. So it was almost like underdog versus underdog. But you and know, like, remember, they yeah. stopped their league, didn't they, or something? So like, because Hiddink could train their players like for ages before yeah. the World Cup. So they turned up like... I really do remember that. Up. Yeah. I remember something like that actually saying that now. Yeah. Right. Interesting facts. So you beat them in the third place playoffs. So Turkey came uh, third indeed. in the World Cup. In third in the World Cup. Like first time in, you know, 48 years they'd been in it and they came third. And like, I mean, you know, they were held as national heroes that those players yeah. literally were, you know, everything. And um, although I read about Hakan Shukur late, I don't know if you saw, there's an article last year about him. Right. He's now in the US and apparently he's like a calf owner and a cab driver. Really? Well, because of obviously uh, his political views were not, in tune with the current regime. political part, yeah, regime. I, see. I think his assets have all been frozen, and he's now in the US. And I was oh, like, wow. Well, I mean, he was an icon. Like he, he was, he was both in that '92 match that I watched, yeah, and the World Cup 2002. Was he really? Okay, wow. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. So well, it says that he's also got a few businesses. So I'm sure he's doing all right. But um, uh, maybe it's tax purposes. He's only a cab driver. Maybe. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Ask no Not questions. Too much Done a 50 cent, isn't he? He's done a 50 cent. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, what was it like being like a Turkish person in London after that, after that victory? I mean, it, I mean, it was amazing. I mean, like, I remember like after one of the games driving up to Green Lanes, because obviously there's a massive community up there. Up and me, it mate. Was just up like, me. Yeah, there you go, mate. Up your ends. Mate, you wait till the next next time we're playing and we're winning. I'll pick yeah. up, up there. I'll give you a call. <laughs> but like, I remember like getting up there and it was like, and it was the same with the 2008 uh, qualifiers. We, we went up, like, up to Green Lanes. Like that was the place to go when there was a big win, and it was just people everywhere, just with flags, banners, fireworks, yeah. just jumping on bus stops. Like you could not drive up and down the street. Obviously, then you go in the kebab shop, everyone's eating, but yeah. it was just everyone was just partying. It was just a party. Um, and there was a place in Sydney that we used to watch again. Sydney actually, it's well, it a bit of a coincidence. I'm at Sydney again for the 2008 qualifiers, but yeah. there's a pub like in, in Lower Sydney that we used to go to, and. When we won, I think it was one of the qualifying games, everyone just spilled out into the streets with flags. And there was a whole kind of like community coming together as well. And it was, it was that kind of camaraderie that like I talked about before, but everyone coming together and cheering for it. And, and it was just like that sense of like, this is, this is for the, pe- it's the peoples, you know what I mean? This is our people. Yeah. Mate, these are the things that you remember forever. Do you know what I mean? Like I'd take not exactly. 10 World Cups yeah. if you could finish third and have a story like that, you know? Exactly. And that's it. And I'd say like, you know, I probably... I'm rubbish with like stats and remembering who scored what goal and what, yeah. what happened in this game. And I'm, I'm, but again, like, like I said, like it's all about the memories that I take away from that and the kind of that that sticks with me and that, that I can recite as if it was yesterday. Yeah. And those are what kind of carry me through. And that's why when I look at that shirt, that's what I'm reminded of nice. that experience. Nice. 
So, mate, let's move on to your third and final shirt. So, third and final shirt. I thought I couldn't go turkey for the third one. Well, you know, you can do what you want, <laughs> but you've picked the West Ham 2015 2016 home shirt by Umbro. It's the farewell to the Indeed. bowling ground. Farewell to the bowling ground, mate. That yeah. was again that one is a big one because obviously that year, uh, obviously, it was the last year at the bowling ground. Obviously, it was a big year, and we obviously played amazingly well. We come seventh that season. Um, and, you know, we had the likes of Dimitri Payet, that wonder season for him. And it yeah. was just like a big season. And for me, like, that was the year I had my son. Right. And so it was like, right, I need to get him the kit. So I got him the kit as well. <laughs> and unfortunately, because because I had I just had him and he was a baby and even my little girl was little, I couldn't get out to see as many games as I wanted to. So right. I, I managed to get to the Mark Noble testimonial match. That was my last trip to the bowling, which okay. I think was like March of that year. Right. But 2015, I signed up for the season ticket for the new stadium. Right. So I think, anyway, that that shirt it represents a season that was amazing. Yep. And also the the promise that now we're kicking on. Now we're pushing on to the next level. Yeah. Right. You know, like we've all seen the Mark Noble speech at the end of the last game, where he's like, "We're ready to go to the next level," and all the memes that have been made about it and the comedy <laughs> videos, and just like how it fell flat. It fell flat afterwards, but. There was this kind of almost like this the hype and obviously the expectation expectation it was like this was good this is it now this is like now I'm getting a season ticket as well because a bigger stadium I'm 15 minutes on a train now to the stadium as well which is even better nice so nice I can make it I can take my kids to it because managed to get three season tickets me my brother and my father-in-law all yeah. next to each other and the idea being that we can swap it take our kids and whatnot and it was like so in the lead up that that kit just symbolised this kind of like this hype that was coming and obviously performing amazingly well. Yeah. that season um it just it just it was that good time obviously the following season was a different story but <laughs> just stick to that season for now um yeah. and it so just where, yeah that was that where, where does that west ham thing come from you so you grew up in south london right i did indeed so it's quite i asked my mum all the time so my uncle uh and my mom well, they came over in the 60s from cyprus um right. and west ham was a team that my uncle chose okay. so by default my mum was uh, a west ham fan because her older brother was and right. she'd tell me that, you know, she remembers like listening to the radio to find out the score, to know what mood my uncle would be when he gets home and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but my uncle, he, he's not like a hooligan. He's, he's actually a primary school teacher. Do you know what I mean? Um, he actually, <laughs> do you know, well, I don't know, actually, you know, I should actually uh, call him up and ask him, what's your bit of a, you know, what do you, do you get into, <laughs> get into a bit? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Got a good collection of Stanley knives. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, he, so he actually was uh, Rio Ferdinand's primary school teacher and Anton. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's back when he's mentioned in the book as well, apparently. But he so he used to drive them up to practice and stuff like that. So I used to get tickets from them and stuff like that. But right. So but then you know, my uncle was the one that would like take us all to the stadium. We'd all go together, like as a family, like day out. And I remember like waiting outside the stadium, getting I got a picture of me, my brother, and Julian Dix. Got nice. a picture with Billich. It was that kind of era. Um, so my uncle was the one that was kind of got it, he's the one that kind of set the scene and it kind of filtered down to the rest of the family. Yeah. Um, and that's there, that's how West Ham kind of became the family team. Ah, so do your kids enjoy it when you take them down there? So, so we, so I, when I, when I had my boy and I was like, right, I've got a season ticket now, you know, like as, as every dad with a boy, it's like, right, I'm going to make him a West Ham yeah, yeah. fan. This is it, this is it, this is yeah. it now, son. You're going to be West Ham, no matter what. My wife's an Arsenal fan. She's like, no, he's Arsenal. And I'm like, no, no, he's West Ham. And we'll let him decide. Um, he's the one, he just does not care. He's just, he's just, I mean, oh, he's wow. a boy. He doesn't, he can't, he doesn't sit for longer than 10 minutes. He's not, depending on who you're talking to, he will say to me that he's a West Ham fan. Right. Then he'll say to my wife that he's an Arsenal fan. Right. 
But living in Essex is a good thing because I think a lot of his mates are West Ham. So I'm hoping that uh, okay. it will uh, However, my, yeah, exactly. However, my daughter, at the age of three, I took her to her first West Ham game. It was her birthday. We were playing Liverpool in the new stadium. Yeah. We lost 4-1. I mean, it was, just, yeah, it was, again, it's just, this is the bad times now. <laughs> I remember, like, I took her and I was like, right, I'll pack her, like, a tablet. I'll pack loads of snacks, colouring book, because she's not going to be interested. Yeah, And the whole game, she sat there asking me questions like, what does that man do? What's this do? What's that? What's this? She was really into it. And like, and I just, it just shocked me. I was like, wow, she's really into it. She's like, yeah, I'm West Ham. And, like, and then I managed to get the commentators to announce her birthday at halftime. And oh, for that, and I think that has now probably put a memory in her mind of West Ham. And, and she yeah. talks about it even now. She's eight years old. She still talks about it. That's really um, and cool. she sits with me every match, watches it, asks me questions. Yeah. She's the one that's, that I thought would, she was very like girly as well, very princesses and playing with her dolls. I thought she's never going to want to play football or want to. And she's the one that's actually more into football than her brother. She like she loves sitting with me. And again, I think it's that she's making those memories of watching it with her dad. Yeah. Mate, that's and amazing. that just is, it's, it's an amazing stories, feeling. Like, isn't it? Yeah, it's exactly. It's all about bonds of families and things. It's just like a tangible thing that you can have together. It's really important. Exactly. It's like, right, Saturday, three o'clock, sit on the couch. And we'll just put it on. And my little boy just runs up and down, does whatever, sits down for five <laughs> minutes, gets up. But then when he was born, I made an active to, like thing to, to buy them the kit every season. So as they grow up, they'll have all the West Ham kits for every season. Nice, mate. Nice. Uh, Get them collected. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Get them into it early, mate. Lovely so give stuff. it 20 years. I'll have two guests for you. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> nice, mate. Nice. Well, it's, uh, some nice stories and some nice picks as well. What, yeah. uh, what I was going to say, mate, is like, What's next for you? Where, where should people looking for your content? Yeah, so you can find me on all social media platforms, uh, on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, just search E-R-A-Y-B-E-Y-I. Um, look me up. Hopefully you find something fun and interesting and I can make you laugh. And that's all I want to do. Um, yeah. Please do. I need the followers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then also, yeah, there's a, I do a podcast with my mate, a uh, movie podcast, if you're into the movies, uh, called Salt Sons of Charisma. We're available in the uh, App Store, Spotify. I think we're on Amazon as well. Yeah. Currently getting trying to get on all the different platforms at the moment. So, nice, yeah. Nice. And well, I'll put links in the thing, mate, but it's really good to speak to you. Thank Bless you. you. Mate, been amazing. Thank you so much. So, there you have it. Massive thanks to Irai for sharing his football kit memories with me. You can follow me, my own collection on Instagram, or get in touch via Twitter or email. We mentioned a lot of the great work Irai does on social too. I've linked everything out in the podcast notes. Do give him a follow. And other than that, I guess that's it. Thanks for listening, and until next time, I'll see you later. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.